Hey, 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 what's going on there? It's Coach Jay Hunt of the Elite Path Podcast. And today I have a special guest with us, young and upcoming trainer coming out of the New Rochelle and Greater New York area, Lamont Wallace. We're going to get into um, talking about some of his style of training, his techniques, you know, that he uses to get people in tip top shape. But before we get deep into all of that, I want to talk to you guys a little something. You know, um, last podcast, we talked about the importance of your environment and, you know, the people around you are either going to rise you up or they're going to bring you down. And the two most important things that you need from the people around you is love and respect. Today, though, we need to talk about something a little bit more personal. And we need to talk about weight loss. I'm sorry. We need to talk about weight gain. Um, we need to talk about being deconditioned, um, which is what's going to be great for when we get into Lamont. Um, but we need to talk about that because these things are symptoms. They are symptoms of a greater problem. And when we go and we try to find a trainer or a nutritionist or someone else to try and address our symptom from us being malnutrition or for us gaining weight, all we're doing is taking Tylenol like for a headache, right? Think about it like this. If you found yourself sneezing a lot in a room that was clearly dusty, are you going to go to the store and buy some medicine so you can stop sneezing? Or are you going to address the real problem? When people come to personal trainers and boot camp classes and all of these things looking to lose weight that they've gained um, and they're looking for these trainers and these boot camp instructors and nutritionists to kind of be a savior and save them, that's like the equivalent of someone going in a dusty room, sneezing and leaving and getting medicine for their sneezing what they think is a sneezing problem, where the sneezing is just a symptom of being in the dusty room. Weight gain is a symptom of a greater problem that you're experiencing. Now, for many different people, that problem can be something different. Everyone doesn't have the same problem. Some of us have multiple different challenges as to why we are in the position we're in with our health. Um, as we look into that, right, four of the major issues that we have with weight gain um the first one it's usually something that lies within the the stories that they tell themselves it's usually within their mindset are they having conversations of excuse me are they having conversations of self-doubt in their head are they limiting their beliefs in their selves due to lack of faith Right? Are they having these conversations because, well, there's just so much noise in the health and fitness industry of what you are to do and they're just confused. And since they're confused and they lack clarity, when one lacks clarity, they usually lack the ability to have consistent action. Right? It could be for so many different reasons why you have these stories that are going on in your head, these things that you're telling yourself why you cannot do and be successful in the things that you are truly trying to be successful in. Weight gain could be a symptom of the stories that you're telling yourself, right? If you get out of your own way and your own mindset thinking that, oh, I can't afford to be healthy or I don't have the time to go to the gym, right? If you get out of those stories that you're creating for yourself, you may actually realize that if you just applied some faith, 
right? If you applied some faith, that self-doubt talk would go away and then your weight loss be, will, can begin and your weight gaining issues can end because then you will be more resourceful. Instead of thinking that nothing can happen, you would actually be more resourceful and try and find out what can I do to be successful. Another reason, another possible cause for weight gain, it could be for your lack of vision, your lack of inability to see one exactly where it is that you want to go. What do you want to accomplish, right? Like what is the actual goal, you know, um, and not a vague goal like, oh, I want to be healthy, right? Like specifically, what exactly does it mean for you to be healthy? How do you know you've achieved that goal? Sometimes our vision is too vague, therefore you can't actually create a path on exactly how to get to it. The other half of the vision that's really important that we don't spend enough time on is not just the goal you want to accomplish, but who is the person that you need to become to accomplish that goal? What are the habits that you need to detox from? And what are the habits and mindset that you need to adopt to accomplish that goal? Too many times we think, oh, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll you know, when, when, when I start to see results, then I'll change. That's not the way it works. You change and then you start to see the results. The results are the symptom of you changing. <laughs> but too many times we're doing it the other way around. So having a lack of vision can also create the weight gain. Therefore, weight gain and you not having energy you want could be, right, a symptom of your lack of vision. Um, another big thing, it could be within your identity, within the way you identify yourself. I'm not the type of person that is going to pay for a trainer. I'm not the type of person that's going to eat vegetables. I'm not the type of person that wants to drink. I'm not drinking water like that. Like, no way, not me. Like, I'm not that type of person X, Y, and Z, right? Like, if you build it into your identity of the type of person you are, and that type of person is not in aligned with your goals, then once again, your identity is causing the weight gain. There's no technique or, 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 or system that you can just jump into that is all of a sudden going to change the identity of how you view your health and fitness and your life and in a whole, right? Because health and fitness is just a branch of you living a fulfilled life. It's a branch. It is not how you have a fulfilled life. It's a branch of having a fulfilled life. So if you are trying to just address that one branch, but not strengthen the root of that tree of what fulfillment means for you, then you're not going to accomplish that goal because it's too tied into your identity. That's There's something too tied into your identity that's preventing you from growing. So once again, weight gain is a symptom right? Not the cause. This is a symptom of your, of your identity that you're holding on to. And, and another big one, last but not least, right? Before we go get into this with Lamont um, and his dope, you know, innovative style of training. Um, it is your surroundings and your environment. Sometimes, in a lot of cases, our environment, our friends, our family, the people we spend time with, the people we have conversations with, like you, sometimes we have to stop and ask ourselves, the people that we have our conversations with and that we surround ourselves with, what are they making you think? What are they making you think about health and fitness? What are they think making you think about your finances? What are they making you think about your relationships, about yourself, about them, right? 
And as you start asking more questions about what these relationships are doing, you have to then come to the final conclusion and say, is this okay? Is this thought process okay? Is this thought process in alignment with what I ultimately want to accomplish? You know, we let our surroundings and our environment too, and too many times dictate our destiny, right? Like our environment and our destiny are almost aligned together. I mean, it's like that old adage, you know, um, the five, you can look at someone's uh, five closest friends and you can tell their future, right? By the people that they surround themselves with. You can, you, can, you can tell the path that they are headed down by who is it that they spend their time around, right? So a lot of times what well, we think Oh, my metabolism isn't fast enough. Oh, I just don't know how to eat healthy. Oh, you know, my trainer just doesn't train me in the right way. A lot of times, it's because the people that you're spending your time around, they also don't have proper habits and proper mindsets to allow them to be resourceful, to learn how to eat the proper way. They they also don't have the the ability to, they may not be, people that you have around you that are living in their truth and when you're living in your truth you are able to speak from a place of courage to even if you had a trainer that you felt wasn't doing what they're doing in proper you know for proper for what you properly need that you're not living in a place where you can actually have a dialogue with this person you're just going to go behind the back and do something completely <laughs> that goes against what the actual training is doing and you may not have any idea if the training is incorrect or not but since you're not living in your own truth to really be aware of what's going on, you're just going to start picking up on multiple different things and messages that you hear. Oh, maybe I should also do this Zumba class. Maybe I should do this spin class. Maybe I should do what Dr. Oz says. Or maybe I should do this detox. Maybe I should try this diet plan and all these other things. So what you think what may not be working with your trainer, if you don't actually have the courage to have the dialogue, right, and be clear in your own place of where you are to speak on it, Right. Like you're not actually finding the truth of what really is the problem and what's really holding you back. So, guys, listen, weight loss is never the problem. It is always I'm sorry. Weight gain is never the problem. It's always a, a, a symptom of a greater problem. And for most of us, it is a symptom that is non-biological, meaning there's nothing wrong with your metabolism. There's nothing wrong with your genetics. Right. It is purely on decisions and choices that you are making with your lifestyle. And that is why you are gaining weight. And that is why you're not happy with, you know, your health and your fitness levels. All right. Now, we're going to get into this conversation with Lamont Wallace. And we're going to talk about training. Right. But please remember... <laughs> That is the techniques and the great things that we're going to learn. If you're not willing to make a lifestyle change, the techniques and tactics of a specific training isn't going to get you the results that these types of training can ultimately get to you. Right. But without further ado, we're going to get into it with Lamont. We can learn more about his style of training. I'm trying to hold it back. I want him to explain it to you guys. Right. So um, Lamont. Let's get into it, man. Teach them about your style of training and, and let's, how did you get to learn it and all this other stuff. 
All right. Well, uh, first, thank you, Joe, for letting me be here. Really honored to be here and help everyone everyone out that uh, whoever listens to this. Um, my style of training is specifically called animal flow, but you take a step back, you can break it down to functionality. Um, my ideals about training is the more functional you are, the more muscle you use. No matter if your goal is to gain size, to tone down, or even get endurance, that that's the fastest way you can do it. <clears throat> now, going back to animal flow, it's basically a technique that uses 90 to 95% of muscles at once. Again, going back to that functionality, that's why I like it, uh, how I got into it. Really, I came home from college, I knew I wanted to be a personal trainer. Was saying for my test, you know, my mom's one, I took it about a month after reading the legal stuff of the book. Um, then I had a few options of facilities I could have gone to. I ended up choosing your sports club because of a guy named Dwayne Gordon. Um, I can tell he's very influential and knowledgeable about training, and I knew if I wanted to grow, right here was a definitely good spot for me. After you know a month or two of him showing me this, he also introduced me to a tool called the Viper, which which is V I P R. Uh, again, it's the the bridge between if you're a lifter and you want to gain more functionality but effectiveness. You can look at NBA, the Sixers use it. You can look at other sports teams are starting to use it as well. It's basically the bridge become being a heavy lifter and just cardio. It helps with the movement and endurance of your muscle. So I would definitely employ anyone to check those out. Again, it's Viper, V-I-P-R. Uh, anything else, Joe? Nah, nah, I'm letting you. Oh, all right. So uh, the intro. I'm on. All right, so then going back to my um, philosophy about training, one thing I definitely agree with Joe on his whole intro was you guys gotta make a decision it's there is no magic pill there is no you know no special trainer you do have to dig deep down and figure out you know what you want now while saying that obviously the job of a trainer is to motivate you but to get that long lasting result to get that you know that body you want that feeling that you want to have for the whole entire time it really comes down to you what habits are you going to do to make yourself you know, more effective, more prosperous in your situation. Outside of that, I'm a, I'm a big guy on mindset. Um, me and Joe have tremendous talks. I can't wait to have more about it with him. Um, I would definitely take time for self-discipline. Take time out of your day, whether it be 15, 30, you know, if you have the time an hour. And if you can't do it every day, do it every other day. It, it helps tremendously. Just knowing who you are, what you really want, taking time to just to listen. Uh, and we can go on, you know, books or things you want to read about that. But that's that's really my biggest thing. Uh, my philosophy as a training is, obviously, you want to embreed that mindset, that mentality that you know after whatever period of time, let's say six months, a year, two years, that you don't really, I don't really want to be your trainer personally anymore. Like, I want to, I want you to be able to be able to know everything I taught you and to go out to the world and just really make it a better place to know that you're confident in not only training, but yourself, you know, financially, personally, relationship-wise as well. It's not, I don't want to really cage anyone and be like, oh, like, you know, I need to go to this person because at the end of the day, I'm, you know, I'm just a trainer. I just share my knowledge that I've got from my experiences and I, I really hope that I can impact someone in any way. Cool, man. Cool, man. That's what's up. So, so I'm going to be honest, man. Like, you've always impressed me with the animal flow. If any of you guys have never seen, like, Lamont and his animal flow, um, you need to uh, follow him 
Um, real quick, shout out your uh, IG and stuff so they can check you out and see what this animal flow is about. Yeah, it's a uh, primal underscore surge. Cool. So IG primal underscore surge. So that's P R I M A L underscore S U R G E. Yep. Cool. Cool. So if you're not familiar with animal flow, um, from from my perspective, when I see it, it is a calisthenic based workout that as Lamont said you're using um, many muscles throughout the body at once in movements that mimic an animal <laughs> right is that oh yeah there's is that cool. like a layman's term like definition of that because no that's, that, that's how I like to see it <laughs> it's correct no and even the positions you know they're called beast uh, right. was it scorpion there's the, and it all resembles from animals it actually was from studying animals and see how effective and fluent they work uh, you know they just move they move and that's how the workout right. really came out so so essentially you're almost like learning how to be functional like an animal <laughs> like a beast like a gorilla i know some of the moves look like you know you're like a, just a gorilla down on your hands and 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 feet and stuff like that and this the movements when lamont does them they're very fluid um <laughs> when i do them not so much <laughs> but the way he does it, like, it's so fluid. Like, I, I sit there looking at him like, yo, <laughs> what happened, man? Like, <laughs> why can't I do that no more? Like, I feel like once upon a time, like, my body moves so gracefully that way. But, um, you know, I, I, it, it really all comes down to, like, you know, practice, right? Um, really working at it. Because just like anything else that you want to accomplish fitness-wise, there's a beginning Right, that you start with, there's stuff that you begin to do based on whatever your weakest link may be. Right, you start there and then you build yourself up. I know for myself, I have some um, range of motion issues, which makes getting in some of those positions a little uncomfortable. So, for me, like my weakest link is I need to work on some around range of motion, and then probably immediately after that, I need to work on some of my muscular endurance and being able to just hold myself in some of the most basic positions, right? Would you say that's probably the beginning path of pretty much anybody that needs to jump on this? Like, if they're deconditioned and haven't worked out? Oh, uh, definitely. You find most people don't even know how to squat correctly. You know, right. just the fundamental movements. Um, and really, just from a habit. You know, most people sit and they, they have a sedentary job. So they sit mostly, you probably, as you listen to this, you might be doing it now. Your feet might be behind your knee while you're in the chair. And that habit is just, and it's not good or bad, it's just repetition. It's like working out becomes repetition. But those habits, if you don't, you know, you foam roll, if you don't stretch out these necessities, these basics, you're going to find yourself in some sort of stress. Right. So, you know, real quick while we're on that, because there's a, there's a, I feel like it's a big challenge with those that seek the guidance of a trainer and their boot camp classes, and then the actual trainer and what boot camp instructors do. Now, for yourself. How often do you foam roll? Um, like four, four times a week. At least four times a week. Yeah. You pretty much foam roll before every workout. Uh, either before if I'm really feeling it, but definitely afterwards. Definitely after. Um, do you foam roll on days that you're not gonna work out? Oh, definitely. Like <laughs> my Sunday is I don't work out Sunday. It's my rest day, but I take my trigger point ball, my my lacrosse <laughs> ball, and I go at it like on my back. And my, you just hit it. Yeah. Right. Right. Okay. What about um, stretching? What do you do like to elongate the muscles? Like, how frequently do you stretch? Like, what do you do for that? 
So I'm a little different because the best way I can also describe animal flow in two words is exercise yoga. Mm. It's uh, you can do very slow. I can see that. Yeah, very slow movements, and you're actually elongating them, your muscle fibers as you do it. Gotcha. Um, outside of regular stretching, so I, you don't do isometric stretching much. Not not much. I. Yeah. Trying to get into it just because it is going to be a avenue that I know a crowd I'm going to face who wants to do it. Right. But me right. personally, not much. You don't need to do it that much. No, I mean, based on your condition, right, where you're at, I mean, it makes sense for you not to do it that you can jump into animal flow and that is your warm up, right? Like, I mean, that that totally makes sense. So, um, but I guess the ultimate point is that you have something that you do that is. That that is a warm up that is specific to what you're about to do next. Oh, definitely. In other words, where some people they'll be like, "All right, I'm gonna go in the gym. I'm gonna hit some weights today, but let me go run on the treadmill for five minutes, right?" Instead mm. of okay, um, I'm about to go squat. You know, my body weight. <laughs> let me start preparing my body to do that particular exercise. Mm-hmm. They get confused and think, "Oh well, but I warmed up." Like, no, you you work you warmed up your heart. Not necessarily your central nervous system. Exactly. <laughs> Those are two different things, and people get confused thinking a warm-up is a warm-up, like a workout is a workout. Mm-hmm. And not all workouts are going to create the same response in the body. Well, of course. That's like, uh, you know, people, very especially beginners, they just go and they train. But if you don't train with a purpose, you're never going to hit a goal. That's right. like, you know, we use our GPS now all day. If you go to the gym without like a certain purpose or to get better or even a plan, not just translate not from the gym, but into life. Right. If I go into my car now and I want to see like my best friend's name is Alex. Uh, he lives in Connecticut, Manchester. There is no possible way without a GPS, I'm going to get right to his house. I might, eh, correction, I might get there, <laughs> you know, after two, three days of the trial and error. Right. But you want the fastest and most effective way to get there. Absolutely. Same thing with training with a purpose does. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think that's probably one of the biggest things. It's either... People don't go in training with the purpose or they train with the purpose that the information that they got is clouded from so many different sources. Mm-hmm. So it's not a source of specificity that is specifically in line with their purpose. It's just a random process that they've filtered through a bunch of information where some information can be good, but good information applied wrong is bad. Right? Like, doing push-ups is good. But if your goal is to strengthen your lower back, then push-ups is not... That's not a good time to be doing push-ups if you got a bad back. Right? And, and people don't kind of understand that not all exercises are the same. And one of the things that, you know, is really important on this podcast, on the Elite Path, is that we need to, we need to start learning how to filter out good information, good information that needs to be applied and when... And when some information is just bad, like there is a lot of just bad information out there. There's a lot of from trainers to 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 nutritionists to boot camp people, like just people, fitness professionals in general, that will try to tell you something that they're doing is creating a response just to get you to do it. When the reality is it's not. <laughs> or it is, but it's doing it in a really, really small aspect of it. That you think you're getting more bang for your buck, where you're really not. And one of the things that I really want to do, like with this podcast and just with the whole entire Elite Path movement, is to get people more conscious and aware 
of what exactly is it that they're doing when they're in the gym, right? Like there's a difference between doing 15 reps of four sets and doing four reps and six sets. <laughs> like that is going to create a completely different response in the body, right? With those two different specific rep ranges. And people don't understand that. They need to understand like what exactly is it going to do? Because some people will run away from one when you actually have a conversation with them about what they want to accomplish, what they're running away from is actually what they should do. And they think they should be doing this other thing because it makes them sweat or because they got tired. It's because you got tired doesn't mean you had a workout of specificity. And that's something that is like really important for, you know, people to understand. So with that being said, animal flow, how would you define like for someone that wants animal flow, like who specifically would be like a prime person that's like no they really need animal flow um that's all i'll say it's a hard question simply because for the first you know six six months of me learning it and really applying to everyone i showed everybody it because <laughs> no because i could re, you can always regress it down to where the the person is either you know, really skinny, has no no knowledge from the gym, all the way to the person, to the athlete, and then you progress a little bit, and then all the way to the person who, you know, is obese. You right. get, because um, especially animal flow, I use it, as you said, as an activator, as a primer for my lefts. Right. Um, or when I definitely want to get a, a hard workout, I don't really do, like, I'll run no more. My cardio is animal flow, <laughs> or if, like, I'm, like, playing ball or something, playing with my brother. So, right. But... That's how I use it. So to answer your question, it, it for me it's universal, and I've seen it from people that weighed you know eighty five pounds and you know they're really skinny, or they're who was be considered underweight to uh, to athletes. So the average person having um the desk job, so the person that's to so entrepreneur that's busy and has meetings all day, to right, the right. to the person who um is a is a server but weighs like two hundred and sixty pounds. I've seen it all, and they all have done it. Now obviously they're not going to be at the same starting point. However, once you get a starting point, it's very simple to to adjust and, and build from it. Gotcha, gotcha. So let's say somebody they ran the New York City Marathon last year and three and a half minutes, and they're like, "Yo, with this animal flow, help me cut my." I mean, I said three and a half minutes, three and a half hours. <laughs> I love to say you like the flash. <laughs> yeah. <yo. laughs> I'm like, oh. Oh. That's that's moving, <laughs> um, but you ran you ran the marathon in three and a half hours, and you're like, yo, I want to cut it down to like, I want to be within like three minutes, three three minutes, three three minutes, three hours, five minutes, <laughs> right? So you want they want to cut like twenty twenty five seconds down off their marathon. How would animal flow help with that specific goal? So one thing that I see Adam Flow benefiting the person that runs that uh, runs the marathon is one you have to be you can use it as uh, almost like an intermission. So for example, you can run set amounts and then get you, train your body and go right to animal instead of that break. And it doesn't have to be all those you know those fluid or extremist movements that I do do on my Instagram, but it can be those simple ones that still activate ninety ninety five percent, but it keeps that heart going, keeps that heart pumping. Um, on the contrary, it causes you to use, again, that nice 95%. You get much more of your uh, hip. Uh, well, the hip flexibility comes back. You get more. See, so you definitely come more in tune to that mind-body connection, especially in that sense of, 
I just ran or even before that or okay I've never done this before I'm doing it over and over I have to start to learn how my body adjusts how it feels mm -hmm. another thing that I would go and I would say it's not animal flow but with the Viper same exact thing that slight weight that will prolong use in certain ways you're still activating your muscles right so so in other words you're saying that it will help someone if they have any muscles that they're not properly activating to get them a little more conditioned so when they're working at improving on their speed they have um i guess greater strength capacities so if uh if you so we'll break it down more scientifically um you know once you pass like you know, level one against level two of animal flow you can actually you actually see how much more explosive you are that increases, that's going to translate to um, one, if you're a sprinter, obviously not for a marathoner, but having that muscle endurance as well, which that's when it'll help the marathon while runner. As you're running, you're going to, one, off the ability to lactic acid, you're going to feel winded, but being able to have a, a certain target training over a specific program that targets that area, so you know when you do feel winded, you're like, okay, I've, I've gone through worse, I've uh, trust in my training. So now I know when I do feel like that, it's not as bad. It's going to be easier to push through. That's what I would say the, the greatest benefit of animal flow to a marathoner. Okay. Awesome. Awesome. All right. All right. So um, so, so clearly this, this guy knows a lot about the whole animal flow realm. Um, I mean, as, as I said, follow him on IG. Check out like what he's doing because, I mean, if you don't, if you've never seen animal flow, you're probably like, listening but you're you're not you don't have some uh substance to like connect with what exactly animal flow does so um i definitely think check him out right see what that animal flow was all about um hey lamont man any any closing words you want to you want to put in here um if you got anything from this podcast i would <laughs> say the biggest thing is really become self-aware of what you're doing and take into experience still because we live in a you know the information system nowadays like we get information blindsided from everywhere from our phone billboards walking the street mm -hmm. i would say the biggest thing is take the information but really live through the experience and if you notice that you've been especially if you've been to the trainer so there's this common person you've been to a trainer then you off the trainer you gain weight or you've been to a trainer and you're not the same that tells you that there is a cycle that you're going through. Find out where in that cycle where you are. It's okay. That's first. The first part is knowing where you are, then know where you're going. Once right. you can really break that, you know, really the world's yours. No, absolutely, man. Um, <laughs> that's a great message. I mean, it's it, it truly is. Know where you are, and then you got to figure out where you want to go. And then I'll say, after you figure out where you got to go, you got to figure out what weight do I need to drop. <laughs> so that I can get there, <laughs> and what um what what do I need to increase my capacity to be able to get there efficiently, right? Because you know that that like like it's like a it's like a like a map like like point A is where you are, point B is where you go, but then you need to build the vehicle to actually get through all the the terrain and the challenges that you're gonna have to get there, and that's where it comes with increasing your capacity. To be able to accomplish that. So, so Lamont, man, I appreciate you coming through, <laughs> as you always do. <laughs>
All right, yo, that's it for today with the Elite Path Podcast. Um, stay tuned this week. I got another trainer um, coming out of, oh, I don't want to mess it up. I don't want to say Wisconsin, but somewhere in the middle of the country out there. Another great guy. He used to train with um, professional athletes and collegiate athletes. And um, we're going to get into um, conversations about you know, uh, strength and conditioning and what exactly does that do for your metabolism and for your body and all of that great stuff and how that is also really um, important in the process of losing weight. All right, guys. Peace out. Love you.